You're listening to Sibling Talk, commentary from a progressive point of view. Now here are your hosts, John Paulette and Mary Jo Tumare. Hello, I'm John Paulette. And I'm Mary Jo Tumare. And Mary, I know we're all supposed to be excited that the Senate passed What's the real name of this? The infl- Inflation Fighter Bill or the, something no, like that? No, no, the, the IRA, the Inflation Reduction Act. Reduction Act, another stupid name. It still feels like Build Back Better Light to me. BBB Light, it's like a beer, BBB Light. BBB Light, I like that. And, okay, I get it, and I am excited. I'm aware it's the biggest climate uh, uh, climate bill uh, in history. There's a lot good there. There's a little bit good on insulin. I'm actually on Medicare and I'm on insulin. So mine probably is worthwhile. But I got to tell you, I, I feel a little dirty in all of this. And what's bugging me is we know that this only happens because Joe Manchin uh, steps forward and agrees. But we also know that part of the bill is money to support and regulation to support the building of natural gas pipelines. And oh my goodness, surprise, one of the biggest cash supporters of Joe Manchin is the pipeline and the pipeline industry and specifically the pipeline that's going to go into West West Virginia. We know that Kristen, Kirsten, I get her name wrong all the time, right? Kirsten Cinema uh, was the key vote getting this going. But surprise, a maintaining a tax loophole, which only helps wealthy hedge fund managers, was the key for her making, uh, getting her vote there. This thing was paid for, bought, and delivered by giving uh, really nasty little political concessions to big donors. I Am I too negative on this? Well, John, you are a student of history, and this, to me, feels like the way legislation used to be done when there were, were earmarks. So... What, I mean, it's, it's like a bunch of earmarks all over the place, and you do what you need to do to get the bulk of it passed. That's the way it seemed to me yesterday, as I, I watched a lot of the debate, because I have nothing better to do with my life. And, um, you know, that's how it felt. It's horse trading, and they needed horse trading to get the big picture stuff done and what is the big picture stuff, the climate thing, which I think is important because we had to break the log jam on that. We have to start passing legislation for the future. I mean, with, with climate, it's always been, you know, one step forward, two steps back, you know, um, Obama, excuse me, joined the Paris Accords with some stuff being done, Trump gets elected, everything is undone. And we can't afford to do that anymore, right? Because, you know, time is of the essence. It's way, it's past time. 
So I think if that's what had to be done to get the big stuff taken care of, I think they made the decision. That's the way it's done. And that's the way it used to be done, right? Yeah, it was. I, you know, I just hate, I mean, the other big concession uh, in this, you know, people are talking about uh, control and negotiating uh, drug costs, pharmaceuticals costs. But it was originally for things like insulin going to be across the board. Uh, but big pharma got to them. So it's just Medicare. Probably no, but that, not was the, that was the parliamentarian. Was it? Yeah. So the parliamentarian um, was the one who said you, because that doesn't directly affect the federal budget, the um, private insurers, pharma costs, they it can't be included. So I thought the hypocrisy there was that these are issues that many Republicans have supported. I mean, they had a, I saw last night, um, Joni Ernst in, I don't know, 2017 or 2016 the, the or something. The pig castrator? The pig castrator. And she was talking about the importance of the government getting control of you know, prescription costs, and then she voted against it last night. So, or yesterday afternoon. So I think there was plenty of room for hypocrisy there, but for the Republicans, they just could not, they just did not want to give the Democrats that win. And I thought it was funny when the Republicans who were like complaining about Joe Manchin, like he had broken up with them. Like, I thought you were our boyfriend. And now you turn out to be going back to your other girlfriend. And they were super upset with him. And that really cracked me up because think what you want about Joe Manchin. He's still a Democrat. Um, so he still does bad for our team, if sometimes poorly. So I, I don't know. I, I think they didn't have a lot of choices on that. And they took what they could get. But again, if you're negotiating drug prices for Medicare... Medicare is the biggest buyer of pharma in the country because most people who take pharmaceuticals are old. So um, I think that'll have effect on the overall marketplace, the pharma marketplace. And remember I said to you that um, I was surprised that big pharma wasn't fighting more. Well, they must have known that what the outcome was, but I heard yesterday the lobby group that was in there and fighting like hell was AARP. So it was like AARP against Big Pharma and AARP is very powerful. And by the way, I want to mention, and I don't know if my information is totally up to date on this, the president of one of the insulin uh, sellers, uh, they're one of the big suppliers for this, and one who drove up the price. Was it insulin? Maybe it's EpiPen. Maybe I got this all screwed up. But it was a pharmaceutical company that drove up the price. And the president of it was Joe Manchin's daughter. I got to oh, go. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Maybe now I'm saying it out loud. And I'm thinking maybe that was not insulin. It was EpiPen. Because I remember it was at the center of a controversy of a injectable drug that everybody needed and the price was going up 
And doggone if it ain't Joe Manchin's daughter. I guess what I'm pointing that, uh, and I'm going to admit, I'm walking on some flimsy kind of facts. I'm saying that not clearly. But I know she's in the pharma industry. And it's it kind of goes back to my other point. Boy, are we all connected here. Senators, pharma people, gas line people, all of them. Well, that's, but that is a truth, right? I mean, it's so, um, that's a very rarefied world all those people live in. The lobbyists, the the senators, I mean, the, the politicians, their children, you know, their relatives, they all play, the journalists, they all play in the same space. And um, I, I think sometimes when the Trump folks get mad at, you know, the elites, like you're all um, in one club. I think, you know, you guys are a little bit right. <laughs> but it's not all elites that are in that club because you couldn't get a call to Joe Manchin if your life depended on it. <laughs> no. I is, is your message to me when it comes down to it, okay, that stuff isn't all that good, but quit whining. We did good stuff in the bill. Is that fair? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'd use the word whining. It's a little strong. But I think that accepting that that's the process and you got to do something rather than nothing. And I think the thing that, you know, killed Build Back Better in the first place, it was this all or nothing um, approach that particularly the progressives had taken. Like, we want this $6 billion bill and you can't cut anything out of it. Well, you know, the legislative process just doesn't work that way. You get what you can. And I think when you look at the totality of the last couple months of what the Democrats and Biden have done, which the CHIPS bill, meaning building um, chip manufacturers here, the gun bill, again, not, not everything we wanted, but it's a start. And this, it's all a start. You know, the other guy who's unhappy like me and probably whining a little bit was Bernie Sanders. Oh, he was whining a lot. He was all yeah. over the news yesterday. I mean, he went along with things, but he was not a happy boy. I wonder if that signals as we come in, probably not to the midterms, but to the next presidential election, that the progressive wing of the Democratic Party is just not feeling good about things. No, I think they're not. And, you know, the, and I think they're an important voice, so I wouldn't tell them to quit talking. But the one thing the progressives have to understand is the United States is not a progressive country, right? It's a center-right country. And as a result, when you get down to compromising and figuring out how to really um, make the sausage, as it were, we're always going to come somewhere in the middle. It's just how we are as a country. Even in these really divided times, the same thing happened, as always happens. And that may be frustrating for progressives, like, there are so many big problems and there are solutions, and why aren't we doing that? But it's a democracy. And so we don't always get to win the arguments. And we say, well, we never win the arguments. And I think, well... Over time, we are winning the argument. And go back to the climate issue. On climate, 
surprising to everyone, we we won big this week. Well, we did. I I guess you know I'm probably among those progressives who feel that man as soon as you get into office uh you just like totally forget uh everything we talked about and i'll give you one specific do you remember the early democratic debates before back when everybody thought joe biden couldn't possibly win how the main topic in the democratic debates was universal health care right. and that's 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 not on the agenda today. Nobody talks about that. Now, I guess in this bill, there was some increase uh, in the amount of support that's going on uh, to the ACA. Uh, certainly, the, the Medicare pharmaceutical part of it contributes to that. But I don't know. This is more whining, I guess. It feels a little bit like, okay, you guys all had your fun. Uh, now we're going to go back to the grown-up government. Yeah, I mean, and they did push the ACA, you know, extenuation or increase in benefits out past 2024. I think it expires the end of 2024. So it's not a part of the 2024 election. It won't be. So that probably was smart because I think when it comes down to it, John, there is not an appetite in this country for universal health care. I think there isn't. And we can, as progressives, decry that and say that's not right and that's not fair. But the ACA has done just enough to solve the problem. They didn't solve the problem, but they solved enough of it that um, it's, it's not the crisis that it once was. That's how it feels to me. The health, yeah. the healthcare crisis we're talking about now, is abortion. And I guess that leads to my my next question. Okay, we got through. We passed the climate bill. We passed as much gun bill as we're going to pass. A little bit on uh, manufacturing here in the country with the uh, the chips bill. Uh, what's next uh, between now and the fall? Do we just lose the idea of legislating and worry about the midterm elections? Is that yes? Yes. Yeah. You you're not going to get any legislation done between now and the midterms. It, if you do, it'll be small ball kind of stuff because that's what they have to worry about. And there is January sixth stuff coming between now and the midterms, and I think that'll suck up a lot of energy once the committee comes back in September. So, I mean, what else? You cannot, I, I can't imagine the political will to do an immigration bill. This is the other big stuff that's out there, right? Immigration, um, immigration, immigration. <laughs> I mean, that needs to be solved, but who has the, the stomach for it right now? Do you, do you think in the next couple of months, we do have the will to like name some post offices? That would be good. <laughs> That would be a nice thing, um, you know, give a, an honor to some Vietnam vet or something like that. Name a piece of a highway. I, I would like it. Done. And what the hell? Let's throw a little culture war issue in there somewhere and we'll be enough to make things happen in the fall. Just for fun. You got it. All right. Talk <laughs> to you. 
Sibling Talk is a JMP production. Theme song by David Paulette.